You know, sometimes stories in the news just make me shake my head, like that one that Cord was just talking about with Tim Hortons deciding they're going all digital on their roll up the rim. What's the point? People like roll up the rim because they actually like literally rolling up the rim. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Let's ask Richard Zussman. He's with us now. Richard, what do you think? Don't people like actually rolling up the rim? Yeah, it's a good question. I was thinking about that too. I hadn't heard about that. I was trying to figure out how I felt about it. I didn't have any strong feelings like you (laughs) about this idea. I think all the things that you have strong feelings about, you don't have any strong feelings about this. No, I have a lot of strong feelings about a lot of random (laughs) things, and this is not one of them. I've never been a big roll up the rim guy, and I guess I was just trying to think that I do. I'm more likely to go to Tim Hortons during roll up the rim See? and go buy a hot chocolate or a breakfast sandwich. And then and, you roll up the rim. But but my life has changed so much from COVID anyways. That's where I ultimately ended up in my brain, that I'm not more likely to do anything really that requires me to go out and buy anything uh, because I'm trying to drastically live it. Right. My interaction. So maybe this is the right. To, and then the other thing that flashed my head is, will they ever go back? That, well, that's, that's my that's question. My, is this temporary? They want everybody to get the, these loyalty cards, right? So maybe this is my hot take. You know, they want everyone to get these cards so that they can constantly bombard you with reminders oh, to so come true, to importance right? and give you promotions. That's no, why thanks. they want. This is why all these companies have these loyalty cards is they want to be in contact with you. I hate that. So maybe this is it. Maybe this is their big chance to get everyone a loyalty card and they will never go back to roll up the rim and they will forever have some sort of connection to you through these cards. I'm going to go on on a limb here and say I think it's a mistake. I think if you make something fun for people and they like doing it at your store, I understand things are different right now, but you shouldn't close the door on doing that because what's the point then for people, right? You know what, Simi? You can still roll up your rim even if there isn't something behind the rim. If you think it's fun to roll up that rat wax. <laughs> now you're just being ridiculous. Now you're just of the ridiculous. lip of your cup. You I want to win something do it is what I'm doing. You want to okay. <laughs> well then I guess I'll have to do that. All I'm saying is I hope it's not permanent. I hope it's not permanent. I hope they I mean what it sounds like in the news from what Gord just said, it sounded like permanent. They're not bringing it back. But you know what? Yeah, that would, that's what it sounds like too. And it yeah. really I think has to do with attaching people to that card. That's no, a mistake. It's a mistake. Or the app, I guess. All right, let's talk about what else is going on. Today's gonna be an interesting day, right? Oh, by the way, how are you feeling? Because I know you were really busy in the snow all weekend long hauling your kids around on a sled. Are the muscles still sore? Yeah, they are. <laughs> we took a little bit of a break. The rain came yesterday, but it was the kids loved it. Uh, and but it's exhausting. As, yes. as anyone knows, it spent any time in the snow, uh, you know, trudging through the snow, building snow forts. Uh, we put the kids on the sled, and I dragged them about six city blocks uh, to check out all the sights <laughs> and sounds of other people's snowmen and snow forts. And, and then you were like, you guys are getting big. Oh, and then the sledding too. Holy star, the, the shoveling as well. Oh, we, we shoveled, we're on a dead end street here. We shoveled about a, a full block uh, to help out all the neighbors. Uh, and it was Busy. exhausting. So I'm still feeling it, but you I'll know, bet. feel like you earned it. And then that's the crazy thing about, shoveling in the rain cubs you do all this hard work and then the next day the rain does the rest of it for you that's the west coast in a nutshell (laughs) right there let's talk about what's going on this afternoon we're going to get our four day update at our briefing right yeah, so a few different things today. First off, uh, First Nations Health Authority will pro- be providing an update around vaccines for First Nations communities. We know that was a, 
high priority uh, vulnerable sector that has received vaccine. So we'll get that update. And then uh, three o'clock this afternoon, Dr. Bonnie Henry and Health Minister Adrian Dix are back. So we'll get that four day number. You know, last week, the theme was all about, you know, heading towards the long weekend. Uh, make sure you cut down. We were on this precipice. We were coming off a week where we got a lot of new information. We got the extension of the restrictions. We were slowly sort of easing into this next phase. A lot of time spent last week as well on the variants. Uh, now we come into a week where the expectation is vaccination numbers will go up. Uh, we're starting to see those federal travel restrictions come into place. Uh, and then we're going to, I guess, prioritize a lot on, you know, continuing uh, to show positive uh, decision making in terms of, of your interactions. And, and I think we'll probably hear a bit this week about workplaces uh, and concern about the spread in the workplace and, you know, reminding people around not to carpool, uh, not to gather uh, in uh, the workplace in sort of a social way, uh, having lunch or after or before work. I think we're still seeing transmission in those places. And so we'll get the numbers and then we'll also get a bit of guidance and, and some questions as we work towards, you know, through February. This is, as we've talked about a lot of times to me, like a massive month. There's lots of talk about this third wave, about the spread of variants. You know, we've seen in Newfoundland where they had almost no cases, then all of a sudden a variant case and boom, spread of the virus quite substantially in that community. So the worry from health officials here is we see something similar to that in British Columbia and in one or two or three uh, or more communities where the variant gets introduced and all of a sudden uh, we're back to seeing a growing number of cases. Yeah, let's talk about the mask measures in schools too, because it's been a couple of weeks now, right, since we had these new measures. Yeah, so we should get some semblance of an update today. We've heard the messaging all along from Dr. Henry that transmission of the virus is low in schools. Uh, we are hearing anecdotally a number of cases around the weekend, but a lot of it, again, is connected to community transmission, and a lot of it is connected uh, to um, adults who bring the virus inside the school setting. Uh, and it is hard in many cases to compartmentalize exactly what sort of transmission we are seeing in a school setting and how does that happen. And we should get a sense at some point soon about whether, you know, the increased mask measures make a difference. Uh, some critics have said it's not enough that, you know, not having masked students at desks uh is not helpful because you know kids sit so close together in the classroom setting but we will start getting a sense soon uh, potentially as early as today about whether we have seen any changes in terms of the rate of the virus within a school setting in terms of an exposure event again that could come from community people bringing it in and whether we've seen any change at all in terms of transmission again which we know is low in the school setting but whether the mask uh, mandate has has made any difference Okay, so looking for that too. And I think a lot of people are just looking for any sign that we can start to get a little bit more back to normal. Like, for instance, youth sports. How close are we to being allowed to do that? Yeah, so this is one of the really interesting ones as well, because the measures have come into place because that is where they've seen transmission. I got a lot of emails over the last few days about instances of uh, coaches or parents who have COVID and whether 
you know, the rules are tight enough around youth sport right now around whether coaches are wearing their masks, whether players are keeping their distance. In most situations, like we see in schools, like we see in most environments, people are following those rules. But there are a few situations that I have been emailed about where that is not happening. And no doubt, those are situations that are also being emailed to Provincial Health Officer Dr. Bonnie Henry around what the decision should be in terms of easing those restrictions. The expectation that Dr. Henry has made is by the end of February, if the curve does start to bend down, then restrictions will be eased. We'll go back to our safe six and we'll also see youth sports games start up again. Well, that's only going to happen if uh, Dr. Henry can argue that she isn't worried about transmission in that environment. You know, we may, and then as we get into March and April, we start seeing those outdoor sports again, uh, fill in the gaps where we've predominantly seen indoor sports through the winter. So it's one of those things where it's, it's funny to me. I've seen an increase in the emails I receive from people about concerns about youth sport as we sort of have kids now able to practice but not play games. Okay, one more thing for people to put on their list, right? Because like we are seeing transmission get lower now in long-term care homes because so many yeah. people have been vaccinated there, right? Yeah, we are. And we still have some lingering effects of, you know, COVID getting into care homes. And that's why we're still seeing deaths. I I get a lot of notes about that. People saying, well, why are there still deaths in long-term care when everybody's vaccinated? Well, in some cases, people were still sick and not able to get the vaccination. And those lingering conditions have led uh, to them ultimately dying uh, weeks later. But yes, we have seen a a drop-off. We've seen a drop-off in outbreaks. But there still are... Uh, outbreaks happening in long-term care. And we know when uh, COVID gets into assisted living facilities or long-term care facilities, uh, it has had uh, devastating consequences. So, you know, that's obviously something to keep our eye out and then look towards the, the mass vaccination plan that uh, it could come as early as this week. The, the, the language has changed a bit on this one. A few weeks ago, Dr. Henry said this week coming up, Right now would be the ones where we'd get the plan in terms of the 80 plus vaccination rollout. When I spoke to Minister Adrian Dix on Friday, uh, he alluded to not this week, but the next week. So it's coming at some point soon. That's going to be really important as they try to start vaccinating those 80 plus at the beginning of March. A lot of it has to do about whether, you know, we have the vaccines to do it. And that's why this week will be so crucial to see how much Pfizer Moderna vaccine we get. Oh, we'll be listening. Okay. Thank you for that, Richard. Yeah. Thanks, Simi. Have a great day.